Happy Tuesday, everyone. Guess what? He invented the light bulb. I'm back. Cosmic Krista has returned from the back of beyond and she's back here and she's happy and it's me. It's moi with a happy Tuesday. And I'm here with with a classy Karen. Hello. And I'm made up to have her back. Oh, well, I'm made up to be back. It's great. So I'm I'm a bit silly today. So, um, yeah, be prepared (laughs) for silliness. But it's great to be back. Got lots of stories to tell you. But first of all, Happy New Year to everyone. Yeah. Let's hope 2024 is the best year ever. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Kenny in Liverpool. And we're going to start off with the old one that I always play. Free the people by the late, great John Lennon. All right, boys, this is it, over the hill.
free the people. Freedom. Yeah, I've just been away for three months. So I, I covered Australia. Um, I covered Fiji. I went to Fiji oh, for 10 days. That was a, a holiday of a lifetime, really. And then I went to Hawaii. A stopover for three nights. That was very interesting. I like the States because I like in the in the States there's real people. I think in any country that has like a lot of problems, you get real people. Yeah. And, I, you know, and I was mixing with amazing people. A lot of homeless in, in Hawaii, a lot of homeless in Los Angeles too. But um, it made me really appreciate this country. It yeah. really did. Like I was staying in an Airbnb in Honolulu. And um, it was a small Airbnb, and the other rooms were occupied by other people. But I didn't realise it was actually a mother and a daughter, and it was a transgender person and his son oh. in the other room, and me. And yeah. so, and they had these small rooms with a double bed, so yeah. they slept with the kids. Yeah. And, um, like, no wardrobe space or anything. Oh, God. And that's typical of America, in a way. You know, yeah. if you're kind of between jobs, you, yeah. lose, you lose your home, you lose the, you know, the rental property. And so um, I, I was actually like really kind of grateful that we live in a country at the moment when we still get a bit more help, don't we, you yeah. know, than some countries. But actually talking about that, we can discuss the post office scandal soon. But first of all, our Karen, classy Karen is here with a, a whooping great story. <laughs> I was going to say um, Liverpool Brewery Love Lane has bought out the administration by the owner of Home and Bargains. The craft brewery fell into administration in October 2023, just 18 months after it was last rescued. Brewing ceased as the result, but Love Lane's bar and kitchen on Bridgewater Street in the Baltic Triangle continues operating. Its beer will soon return to its pubs and shops across the region, as the brand has been acquired by White Real Estates Limited, a company associated with T.J. T- T- Morrison Limited, the Liverpool-based owners of Home and Bargains. Uh, so Home and Bargains have got a lot of business, haven't they? Well, it's my favourite shop, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's my favourite shop. I, I can afford there. it. It's got great deals. Yeah. I go in and I say, I'm only getting one thing to come out with about £30 worth of shopping. And me too. I think I went in for a light bulb and I came out with like, um, you know, things for the kitchen, a pan. Yeah. All your all the food. Yeah. Apples. Yeah. Mold wine. You yeah. know, you name it. Yeah, it's got everything. So yeah, it's yeah. one of my favourite shops. So they're doing well. Yes, they're doing well. And that's good because yeah. they do help the people. Yeah. They don't free the people, but they help the people. Okay, so... Post office scandal, IT firm wins flood contract extension. So I think, I haven't even read it properly, but I think that is just disgusting. Because I haven't seen the documentary, but everyone's told me about it. Yeah. Karen, do you know more about it? No, not no. really. That A lot of um, uh, people that worked in the post offices got accused of um, uh, stealing money, which they hadn't done. It was a computer error. And that computer, um, I forgot the name of it, but they're still running and they're into they're into every business going at the moment, and they've got big contracts out, which shouldn't happen. It should. Uh, what taxpayers are paying for it's what I forget the name of the firm. Sorry, I don't. Well, it might be on here, but you know, it's absolutely um, diabolical because some one person committed suicide. A couple have. Oh, a couple have. Yeah. yeah. And um, and they're still in business. Yeah. If that was us, if that was the other way around. Yeah. Well, look at the whole thing when it flung it on the other way, when those people got accused. 
Did yeah. they go to prison or anything? I, th- I think so. Yeah, some went to prison. Some took their own, a couple took their own lives, and people lost their own businesses, the homes, and the money, and everything they they owned. So it, it's scandalous. It's oh, it's Fujitsu, isn't it? Fujitsu, Fujitsu yeah. is the company. Yeah. So it developed the de- defective horizon accounting software. Yeah. Um, and it, but it now has a 19.5 million deal with the Environment Agency to run England's flood defence warning system until 2025. The EA extended the firm's contract at the end of December. Now, you know, um, who's sleeping with who? Yes. Or what the heck? Isn't it the same with the PPE yeah. equipment during yeah. COVID? Yeah. Paying their own mates, yeah. their own family. Yeah. Um, makes my blood boil. It, it, it is um, annoying, isn't it? So Fujitsu has continued to secure contracts to carry out work for the government despite the firm being at the centre of the Horizon scandal. The IT firm continues to hold contracts worth tens of millions of pounds with the post office to support the branch accounting system Horizon and data centres. It was signed up to provide computer services for HS2 under a deal worth one million last year. Fujitsu also has contracts with HMRC, the Home Office and other public bodies worth hundreds of millions of pounds. The government has previously said that contracts given to Fujitsu followed regulations and transparency guidelines. Last year, Piers said, branded the government's decision to hand Fujitsu a contract to work on a new UK emergency alert system for mobile phones and tablets as immoral. It really is immoral. Lord Arbuthnot claimed Fujitsu had not offered a single word of apology over the post office scandal. The company has cooperated with the ongoing statutory public inquiry. Um, I'm just gobsmacked. Yeah. That's all I can say is, um, you know what? They can do what they want. Yeah. There needs to be a change. Yeah. Okay. Blood pressure's going up. Better put something on. What, what do you fancy? Let me say, oh, Karen, oh, we'll put on real love. Yeah. And then we'll get to your... Because I'm, I'm back here. I'm just kind of getting used to being back in the small chair again. We've, all yeah. had, we've had our chairs reduced, so we're all a bit lower. Yeah, we're all lower. Do we sound different? <laughs> yeah, do we sound different? <laughs> okay, here we go. Real love.
real love. I must be having a bit of a Beatles thing. Um, that sounds like a George Harrison one, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't don't quote me on that, but that seems to be like a George Harrison one. Have you seen the the film? Um, Get back, is it? The documentary. No. Oh, I watched it when I was away. It was just absolutely brilliant. Was it? Shows the magic between Lennon and McCartney, making yeah. up songs like there and then, having a laugh. And John's yeah. just a loony. Yeah. He's crazy. And Paul was like the sensible one, but he was just lovely, you know. Yeah. And then Linda comes in, and so does Yoko. One part of it, Yoko's doing her bit, you know, like, can you call it singing? Or yeah. screaming or whatever she's doing. Yeah. And they're all sitting around. She's just like screaming. And Heather McCartney, Heather's daughter, comes in and she's running around making a bit of a nuisance of herself. But they're all lovely. And, you know, Paul was lovely to Heather. Yeah. He's on, a, he's on a sh- his shoulders and he's brushing, she's brushing his hair. Oh. And yeah, uh, it was just, um, it was a great documentary. Maybe made me love the Beatles even more. Yeah. And actually, I did see Paul McCartney in um, Australia. Oh, did I you? went and saw him, yeah, with my sister was and he good? Cora. He was absolutely brilliant. He's was 82. He? he played for about three hours. Good. And he was laughing and joking. His voice has gone a little bit, but he yeah. was just plays the guitar, imagine. Yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. You know, when my hands it? are cold, I can't even lock my door in yeah. my um, van because my hands are cold. He's playing the guitar. He was great. Good. And he, he made a song up for Nancy, his wife. Oh, yeah. Who's um, my age. So it could have been me. Yeah. Just didn't meet him, but she's loaded, isn't she? Nancy is loaded as his new know. wife. But you know, I'm not saying that's the reason why they're together because he's loaded. But um, yeah, so it was my birthday yesterday. Thank you for all the happy birthday greetings. Um, <laughs> and it was also David Bowie's or Bowie. Oh, Did you it? say Bowie or Bowie? Bowie, Bowie. I think it's actually Bowie. Oh, is it? But I'm not sure, but I say Bowie. It was his, yeah. but I think he would have been 77. Elvis's birthday, too. And um. Also, Stephen Hawking, his birthday yesterday. And Kim Yon-yun, North Korean, his birthday too. Oh, we have um, Sporty Spice walking in, looking gorgeous as usual. Greetings, Claire. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Listeners. To you and and the listeners. Krista and Karen. uh, Yeah, I've come on my bike, you know, and trying to keep up the... um, The New Year's resolutions, which I've always done with the sport anyway, so it's a start. So I'm just any time I get out on the bike, I'm just going on it. Good. It makes good. you feel good. Excellent. Excellent. You know. Well, yeah. just just going to finish this off. So birthdays today is Joan Bayers. She was she had a crush on Bob Dylan. I think they had a little affair. He had huh? an affair with so many people. Bob. God, how do you know all this? I don't she know. Knows, she was mad on Bob Dylan. And I went to his house again. I was in Los Angeles. Uh, yes. and I went to his house again. She but he wasn't house. in. Uh-huh. Well, Revisited. Maybe, maybe he just doesn't answer the door to me. Uh-huh. Maybe if I was 20 years younger, he would. Did he say he wasn't that. in again? I couldn't find I think he's got rid of the bell. Um, from crazy people ringing it. Jimmy Page. He was from Led Zeppelin. He's his His birthday today. Imelda Staunton. Anyone know who she is? An uh, actress? No. I think she's an actress, isn't I she? Know. How old is she? 68. Yeah. She's she older than me. Because yeah. I was the big when I'm 64. Not saying how old I am. Oh, your, when's your birthday now? Yesterday. Oh, oh, yeah, happy birthday. Yes. Thank you. Oh. Um, Jolie Richardson, an actress, 59. And Paolo Nutini is a singer. Oh, yeah. So happy birthday. If they're listening, if you're listening, especially Joan Bayers, if you're listening, Joan, I think you're great. And also, it's my friend. Have you finished that? Sorry. I have. My friend's birthday today, Maxine Lowe. Just wish her happy birthday. Happy birthday. So it's, it's all good. Okay, Karen, on to you. Um, 
Forecasts are predicting snowfall for Liverpool after the Met Office and Government Health Chiefs extended a cold weather alert yesterday. The UK Health Security Agency and the Met Office have initially placed the North West and other parts of England under yellow alert. However, this was upgraded to an amber alert yesterday. Oh dear. The means cold weather impacts are likely to be felt across the whole health service for an extended period of time with potentially for the whole population to be at risk, whereas other sectors may also observe impacts indicating a coordinated response is required. Oh, oh gosh. So when's it coming? Because I'm also on my bike. <laughs> Have you got a hot water bottle to wrap around you? Well, I don't want to be sliding No, everything. no, it's, it's just predicted. Um, it just says, you know, it's... We haven't got ice yet, have we? There was ice in Sefton Park oh, well, the other day. People ice. were slipping over. People were <laughs> yeah, slipping well, over. I look out every morning onto Sefton Park yeah. and there's ice on uh, the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and the roofs, I can see the rooftops. Yeah, it's winter, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's what yeah. to expect. Yeah. I love the season, so I'm kind yeah, of right I do. quite yeah, enjoying I it. Don't you wrap up. Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. think about your bills until no. they, they come in. through the door. Yeah. And then until they take, by the way, the money. You need to be watching Martin Lewis tonight. If anyone's had di- a direct debits taken out and they don't think it's um, the right amount, you can actually change it and say no to them. They've helped themselves. They've done it to me. So Martin Lewis is on tonight. He needs to be watched at nine o'clock. Who's helped themselves? The uh, gas board. Well, whoever you with. The uh-huh. gas and electric board have helped themselves. If you if you pay for a direct debit on your gas and electricity and they've they've put up in January and if they took a considerable amount that you deemed not to be considerable, what they're doing is that you can phone up March Martin Lewis tonight and you can say, I'm sorry, but I don't think I'm going to spend that much and they have every right to put it back to what you can afford or whatever. It is. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's the that's the news on the um, gas and the lecky and whatever. Oh, do you know it's something, isn't it? You need to be watching Martin Lewis. I haven't got a telly. Yeah, you need to be. I th- I just say. But every, we have. We rely on you to give us the oh, deals. I, because and anybody, tell us this is well. Elsa found out and it applies to a friend of mine. I rang him this morning, Dave Suku. He lost um, his his girlfriend. They were living together and they had two children. Um, and apparently, there's money in the pot. If anyone's lost a partner and they don't have to be married to them. But they've got children to them and living with them. Um, there's money in the pos um, for bereaved, bereaved, um, bereaved parents. Bere- and they yeah. don't tell you that, do no, they? No, and Martin Lewis said it this morning. Don't he's yeah. going to announce it today? Yeah. And there's someone got up to thirty thousand. I don't know how many children were left, but there's a considerable amount. But even if it's a thousand, whatever. Yeah. So he's told everyone's Martin Lewis. Yeah, yeah. And they don't tell you all these things. Well, I found no. update before some way to the gym. I said, "Do you a quick call?" I said, "You will be listening to me when I tell you." I said, "There may be some money in the pot," and I told him. He said, "Oh my God!" He said, "I've never had a payout or nothing." So, but there's a cut-off date, the 9th of February. Okay. So that's another thing, too. Right, well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, good, yeah, Claire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Classy Karen, what have you got for us? Oh, God, um, another one. <laughs> oh, have you just said one? No, you just said oh, one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sorry. Um, I'll play some music. Oh, I'm all, I've got oh, one. Do you want to go on? Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, I've got oh. one. I might do it now. It's the list, and I'm going to break your Oh, the list. We like the because list. Because we were talking about weather, so it's quite topical. I've missed the list. Saying. Uh, Europe's brightest countries... Switzerland is the smartest country in Europe. All the bankers. 
Well. I did say bankers. <laughs> and the watches. Yeah. Man's got my, hey, my watch is having a great time. He's in Switzerland at the moment getting repairs. <laughs> He's gone on Aldi. Cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, the cheeses, yeah. Chocolate, in, sorry. In Europe, oh, yeah. according to a study, the online education portal tutoring space looked at, fa- at factors including education, quality, um, quality access, literally, literacy and digital literacy and government investment to determine the brainiest European nations. The UK just about sneaks in at the top 10. Oh, God. Let's redo the top 10, are they? Okay. So um, the brightest as in the best countries to live in, is that what well, it means? This is, yeah, that's what it means. And I thought it meant bright and mean and nice. Yeah, means ac- academic, basically. Ah. Ac- the brace, I would have thought... Um, well, have a look. Yeah. What I thought would have been on it, and you can we can say yeah, later. We can discuss. So the cleverest people. The oh, cleverest so it's, that's what it means. The clever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. So academics. So uh. I said brightest, and I thought it meant countries, meaning meaning brightness. Me too. Weather. Happy. So did I till I read on. Okay. Yeah. So it's got Switzerland. Oh. Yeah. Number one. Denmark. Number two. Oh. Finland. Number three. I thought they Finland because they meant to have a really good school system, aren't they? Iceland. Number four. Oh gosh. Sweden, number six, um, oh, five, no, number five, Norway. All the cold countries, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then number six, Sweden. And uh, number seven, Belgium. Number eight, the Netherlands. Number nine, Estonia. Well, I wouldn't have thought that. I thought that. And number 10, United Kingdom. Okay. So, years ago, it used to be classed that Ireland was a, um, a country of scholars. Oh, absolutely. So what happened to Ireland, or is this just like, I don't know. And also Germany used to be quite a lot of, you know, Academic. like Einstein, all the scientists yeah. are German. Oppenheim. Yeah. yeah. And all that. Um, so what's happened? So the UK, um, we've, the UK yeah, we're 10. to number 10. And I would have thought, I think Chinese people are very clever. Isn't yeah. it just Europe, though? Ah, no, you are right. Yeah, yeah. European, European thing, you are yes. right. Chinese yeah, people are. are very clever. So yeah. are Indians. Indian people. Yeah. The education in India is so high, you yeah. wouldn't believe Seriously? it. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I studied yoga there only for a few months, and everyone there had got like degrees. And um, they've oh, actually only got to go in the hospitals, they're all doctors. They were just, <laughs> but it's such a hard thing to do over there. They push them from high yeah. school, they, the standards yes. higher. But it's like in China, because there's more of them. Isn't yeah. There? So they have to have a higher standard. Yeah. And yeah. so I think China and India, they have tutors. Shanghai. If they I've got can. A friend who teaches in Shanghai, and yeah. Anyway, happy Tuesday, everyone. It's great to be back, back home in um, in the pool. Oh, when did you get back? I got back on the 18th of December. Oh, did you? But my sister was over from Australia and my niece, they came over. So I had them at my house and oh, um, it was, it's been crazy. But everything's over now. Christmas, New Year and my birthday's over. So it's all downhill oh. from now. It's all like Have you got the blues? Pressure. No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm feeling happy. Oh, that's but I want to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm Looking you got for a job, any job, anyone, anyone any job. What is it, gives a job? Gives a job, gives a job. <laughs> um, I need to make some money. I tried the lottery, yeah. nothing, uh, but, I, but I'm happy. I, I'm obsessed with scratch cards, but I never <laughs> win. I never win. I win two pounds and then I buy another five and then I lose it. So I keep saying I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, but... I've just got this obsession. I, I've just got a feeling well, I'm going to win. it makes you feel good, Karen. Yeah. You've got to I have something. You don't right. drink, yeah. you don't smoke. No. Oh, come on. Yeah. Got to have no. a little flusser, haven't you? I, I know. Yeah. 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 Well, I tried yeah. on my birthday, but it didn't work. But yeah. Mm. I'm lucky in, in other things. And yeah. did you all have a nice Christmas? Christmas. 
Yeah. yeah. How about you, Claire? Yeah, I've been in hospital. My mum's been in hospital, so I've been oh, living in hospital. Yeah, so I have been out an odd time and went to the boundary. George put a few things on and just that was my release. And George, who's got the boundaries, put so much on for the community. Of course. And it's been great, you know, with music, uh, oh, DJs, nice. top DJs and food and stuff, yeah. Oh, so excellent. When's that on? The, the boundary, well, he does a fabulous karaoke for Monday. You know, we've got a top DJ coming on the 26th, Lady Spice. Um, and we've had we've had some nights for people who've deceased who, who used to work there and stuff. He's put so much, and he's, we've got to keep that class on Monday. Mark okay. Spencer takes, and I might be doing my hoop there as well. Oh, maybe. great! Let so, me know because I want to come back to you. I'm going to ask you. Yeah, and he's put it on free as well. You know, and he's got a health specialist in there too to talk to people. People Pro- from the community who's helped. So mm-hmm. I said to him, I'd, I'd give a hand and I'd go up and do my hoop class as well. So I'll, I'll take parts and bring my hoops up and maybe on Monday and see what how we put it together. I don't want to muscle in a Mark's class, but because he started it a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, great. so it's all good. It's, it's a brilliant little place. He, it's the boundary. It's on Smithtown Road. And he's just put it there for everybody. You know, he's he took over as the manager and he's trying to put back into the community because nowhere's got that. You know, I don't think a lot of areas haven't got that place where everyone can meet. I'm the loving the f- idea I, I of it. I had some chicken last night. They've got a fabulous chef on and I got some food on New Year's Eve there and the food is to die for, honestly. That sounds great. You know what? Yeah. I'm doing, Get I'm yourself a lot up the boundary, check out what's going on. He's All got right. a website. Let's put another mute, some, another song on and then we'll get back to it. Delta Made, spend some time. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Don't 
That was Delta Maid, Spend Some Time. That's a lovely song. Um, Classy Karen, what have you got? Oh, Uh, good. The taxpaying public of Liverpool have a right to know the identities of two elected Liverpool councillors who were summoned to court over failures to pay council tax. The weekend and a mm. Liverpool Echo investigation, sorry, lived that during the course of the past five financial years, two elected councillors received a court summons regarding the non-payment or late payment of council tax. They were released to us following a freedom of information request to the council. However, despite the public interest involved and the procedure of the previous cases, the City Council has refused to, release, to you, release the names. So it, so if it was us, we'd, you know, we'd all know that we hadn't paid our council tax. <laughs> Too right, <laughs> why, yes. Yeah. Why have they withheld their information, Don't which is know. against the law? Yeah. One rule for them, one rule for us, yeah. though, isn't it? It's the usual. Yeah. We need a revolution, people. Yeah. And this is the best one. My mum's still playing full poll tax, even though she's got dementia because the doctors haven't signed the forms. So by law, we have to still play that full poll tax till we get the letter. I hope you can get it back. I hope you can get that back. Yeah, I hope so, because I wouldn't have paid it to begin with. That's my sister's idea, though, because that's what she's like saying. Oh, they'll come to the door and arrest you, arrest your 93-year-old wolf. I don't think so. Unbelievable. Um, have you got a story for That's us, Claire? Money and yeah. It's called Money with Men. It's, you know, it's a new year. Let's, yeah. all, let's all project. So keep on. It's going to be a great year. Okay, oh, 2024 has started off to be a good year, and it's well, going to be great. Well, I'm, and I think, really, when all these things come to you, it's just like that. Put yeah. the letter aside and go, you what? You know what, later's, later's yeah. for them. Okay. Talking, I'm going to put some music on. No, no. no. Is, is, is our Steve. Postman. Yeah. <laughs> just, just read that out occasionally. Okay, so just Having a few problems with the uh, the online the online signal. Oh, okay. The broke. Oh, so we're having problems with the so online. People still listening to us on FM. So you got to via tune in or Alexa. You can't. You can't listen to us via tune. Oh, you can't. No. We're having technical problems yeah. and should be sorted out later today. Honestly, the day that I'm back and I'm so oh, happy. Yeah. You've broken the law. You, you said we're going to have a good new year. <laughs> yeah. we're going no, 2024 is going to be great. Oh, I'm telling it's going you to be a great year. What I'm not doing is letting all this um, whatever hit you <laughs> come to you, like whatever it is, just like what later. See, just put it down, deal with that later. I'm not even bothered anymore. And I just think you get up in the morning and say, I've got another day. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I'm and alive. Have fun. Yeah, I'm alive. Yeah, I like that. True. That's like a horror movie. That's I'm alive. <laughs> that's what he, That's what. That and says, um, yes, show. and life is just. David Icke says we I are look just. At it. I, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got a good family and I'm alive. Exactly. I can't walk very well, but I'm still walking. And asked, so you know, you're looking very classy as well. You're looking gorgeous. Yeah, like so I'm that's sure. great. Yeah. So we're all lucky. We got another day. Yeah, there's people worse off, isn't there? There is. Totally. Um, when you hear the babies being ill and little boys, seven-year-olds and stuff, yeah. things happening to them, Absolutely. needles yeah. and stuff like that. There was like a girl that. on, um, do you never watch Alan Titchmatch's um, Love Your Garden? No. There was a poor girl, she's partially sighted. She's got two kids, a daughter's partially sighted. She was married for two years to a wonderful man and he died. He, was oh. there. She, he helped her with the kids and everything. And so Alan Titchmarsh did a garden and he did it fabulous for the, the kids and her so she could have a bit of relaxation in her lovely garden. It was good, yeah. Well, that's very encouraging. There are, yeah. there are lovely people out there. Yeah. yeah. Shall I put on another song? Yeah. 
and then we'll come back to you. Don't go away. Happy Tuesday. Wowza, that was powerful. Violet Mercy. 
And that title is Pain. What an interesting title for a song. Yeah. You know, it's normally love, isn't it, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and that was Pain. I liked it. It was kind of, it was rocky and powerful. That I like that. And what a name, Violet Mercy. That was good. Oh, it's Pain. Okay. <laughs> the song was called Pain, yeah. Uh, uh, but happy Tuesday is. We're just, yeah, talking. 2024 is going to be a great year. It's going to be a year when you all... Get better things are going to happen. Well, my show's going to go on the road. I finally got a partner to do it with me, comedy. Brilliant. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And she's done the Edinburgh Fringe. Okay. So, so when are you going there. on the road? And So we've got our slots um, in the Creepy Femme, Femme, as you keep saying, Femme de Femme, Claire's um, place in um, the theatre, Hope Street, underneath um, what's it called? The Everyman. Excellent. So we've got my slot when I'm ready, basically. And I've started writing some material because obviously I've been living in hospitals the last two months with my mum. So what better to write comedy is in hospital? Yeah. Because there's so much going on down there. It's um, Especially down at a and I can't believe I, it's A&E on the busiest weekend of the whole of the whole year. Ever. It's been the busiest people's films and everything. But I met some really funny characters and some funny stuff happened. So I wrote a bit down there, started it then, started blogging it then. And um, then I found me, basically found a partner, a lady, um, with my friend. It's, it's my friend's friend. She actually knows my son as well. It's weird. And uh, she, I met her in a hot tub. It sounds mad, doesn't it? It does sound I mad, I meet people actually, in yes. weird places. Yeah. It's my friend's star. It's one of her friends, Jane. And she said, I used to do write comedy when I was younger. I said, oh, God, so did I. And then she said, I used to do a lot of acting. And um, I used to do a lot of disguises and stuff like this. And I said, oh, really? And um, she said, yeah. And I said, I think you're the person I'm looking for. That sounds so great. So she said, I'd love to come on board. So we're writing it together. We've started it. We've got what we're doing, how we're going to put it, present it, basically. And we've got a lot, lot of stuff together. And as we were doing it, a guy walked in. Do you know Andy from Larkley? He does the bat, the gong bats in my church. And he walked John. in, and he's got, um, he's got his own studio with loads of props. He's got telephones and all kinds for us. Sounds so, fantastic. I really. So hope. that was a good yeah. start to my new year. Going to get on with comedy. Well, and, the longer yeah. and let us all know. Launch. Let us all know. But everyone's welcome, and I'll get you all tickets sorted. Okay, cost of student. This is now back to, meanwhile, back of the newspaper, which is the I, which I think it's a conservative paper anyway. Um, yes. Don't really don't like reading it, but let's have a bit of a laugh anyway. Let's write it up yes. with a bit of comedy, being the operative word. Um, cost of student loans to rise $10 billion a year. A government cost of financing the student loan system in England is expected to increase by more than ten billion per year. Oh my goodness! Um, to, due uh, due to higher interest rates, what have they made any excuse going, haven't they? Yeah, they're not that high. When I was buying miles years ago, they were sixteen percent. They're not that high. Uh, researchers at the in the institution for for fiscal. Studies said that the government can now expect to make a loss on loans that are fully repaid by graduates as well as the loans which are not due to increase in borrowing costs. Well, welcome to another racket. Let's screw the young people before they leave. Let's give them a big debt. Let's walk them in ready to slash up before they start the working lives with the debts. Yeah, and let's not inhibit them from buying a property because they can't get a mortgage because they've got this debt over them. Yeah, it's yeah. just what you call um, it's the whole ricochet effect of the out the I, I, what is it? Ideology, 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 yeah. ideology behind these people who make all this stuff up. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. And me and our doctors <coughs> and our scientists, by the way, who were studying at university, you're going to have all this big death on top of them. Yeah. Oh, aren't yeah. they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're on strike, aren't they? Because they don't yeah, get enough money. The, yeah, and I agree <coughs> with the doctors. They so do I. Just give them the money that they need, <coughs> that yeah. they're asking for, instead of putting patients' lives at risk. It's not the doctor's fault. 100% I agree it's, with you, Karen. It's, it's the government. Yeah, I And too. the MPs put their money up, didn't they, before Christmas? <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Karen, what yeah. have you got? Almost 200 jobs are on offer at Liverpool's John Lennon's Airport Recruitment Day. Companies based at the airport are preparing for what is expected to be its busiest summer season for five years. Jet 2 will begin operating flights in JLA in March, flying from speak to 200 destinations across Europe, which is expected to bring additional 500,000 passengers. The recruitment day will take place in the terminal building on Thursday, January the 11th, from 10am to 4pm. A host of employers based at the airport will be hand as they look to fill in 192 mainly full-time vacancies. Oh, that's good news, isn't that it? That is good. Oh, I yeah. might nip down there myself, yeah. actually. Yeah. See if I can get a job. Give us a job. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's good. I wonder what jobs they'd some... be, like ground staff at the airport or... Yeah. Yeah. I might nip down there. Yeah. On, Where's on that in Speak? Yeah. In Speak, Speak Airport. Airport. And when's the date? Do you have to go? On Thursday. On Thursday, between 10 a.m. Oh, jump yeah. on the eighty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Ten a.m. on Thursday. Yeah. yeah, I'll jump on the. Yeah, I'll. I'll oh, do you know Give what? you a call. Let's see. It could be. It could be ground staff. It could be cleaners. It could be working in the shops there. It could be. It you know all that. And Crystal will go down there and she'll say, "I'm off on a long haul flight." <laughs> <laughs> she's got a job as a stewardess. I don't know whether I could do that. Everything. I don't know whether I could do that because uh, it's hard work, isn't it? And I, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, a good you flyer. do that for a short time, even if you. I would it. do anything within reason. I bet yeah. you that yeah. happens. She'll get taken. Oh, stop it. Seven oh seven. I like your positivity. Coconut Airways. I'm not being funny, funny, but you're too old. I'm not, you know. No, she's not. Aren't it's you all changed. Yeah. I and was too old a, years ago. I can actually get the job yeah. now. No yeah. Midgets can have the jobs. Go yeah. Away. Yeah. Because they're, they're employing anybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because no, it's just a glamorous waitress, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's not like yeah. it used it to be. Not even glamorous it. anymore. Yeah. Um, but they will take on up to about year, seventy years old. They're, they're taking away. on. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I looked changed. into it. Yeah. 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 Well, there you go. I think I can see that. I don't think I could do it though. You don't know though, do you? Um. Who's that phone? You don't know. And I'm going to put an advert on. This isn't just any community cafe. It's a grass-rooted, gregarious, friendly, affordable, home-baking, isolation-reducing, healthy eating, freshly brewing, welcoming, inspirational community cafe. The croissant of Inequality Community Cafe. 55 to 57 Holt Road, Kensington, L7, 2pm. We sell freshly ground and brewed Italian coffee for only £1 a mug, plus a range of teas, kombucha, toasties, jacket potatoes, snacks, delicious homemade soups. We also sell our own sourdough bread for only £1.50 a loaf. Pay by cash or card. Eat in or take away. Open Monday to Friday, 10 to 3. Call in or visit our Facebook page to find out about our community events and activities on offer. The Croissant of Inequality. 55 to 57 Holt Road, Kensington.
guess how much you mean to me There must be some other way to make you see If it takes my heart and soul, you know I'd pay the price Everything that I possess, I'd gladly sacrifice One of the best groups ever, the real thing. You to me are everything. Right from Toxteth, weren't they? Oh, from yeah, Toggy? Yeah. Yeah, all oh, lads. Right, Sporty Spice Claire, what have you got for have us? Have you read about the, f- the coal spell? Yeah, you have, haven't you? Yes, we have. And we're all going to prepare okay. hot water bottles, gloves, oh, right. scarves. But you can give okay. us some more information about no, it, though. No, no, no. No, because I've got another one. Okie dokie. Um Channel 4 plans for more job cuts in focus of digital world. Of course. Uh, so everyone conformed to it. So they're all getting finished now. I've, yeah. No, I've never conformed to it. Not totally mind, body and soul. No, I haven't. Uh, Channel 4 is planning a round of job cuts as it sharpens its focus on streaming services amid a downturn in television advertising venue. Um, the broadcaster has told staff to prepare for job num- numbers to be affected as it looks to tighten budget this year. It, in, the me- in a memo to employees, Chief Executive Alex Mabin said the business needed to get into the right shape 
and the right size for the digital world. <laughs> what are we doing now is accelerating our existing plans to weather the sharp and pro proactive advertising slowdown that has hit the whole industry, she wrote. We have been working carefully to minimise impacts on individuals. How do you work that out? I am sorry that some job cuts will inevitably be, be involved. Well, they're oh, all of course sorry. there are, you don't, yes. They're really sorry. No, they're not really sorry. So that's basically it. It's like the radio. Loads of stations are now going into one. So if you put Radio Manchester on, um, you think you listen to Radio Liverpool, uh, BBC, Merseyside, and you're actually not. It's Manchester because they're all the same. Yeah, and just with the shops, with all those um, un unattended checkouts when you've got oh, to do yeah. it yourself, you know. And I, I do shoplifted. I do use them because otherwise you're waiting for ages. Yeah, and um, sometimes there's just no assistant. But I don't like using them. Hate it. I don't like using and, them. And um, I usually right. spend more We're time not paid the to do that, are we? You no. know, that's not our job. Our no. job is just to buy the food. What were you saying, Claire? Well, the labels aren't on some of the stuff. For instance, avocados the other day. I really wanted them. I'd only seen two. There was only two left in Asda, which I don't use Asda because I think the stuff's crap. And I, you know, I just you can't don't. really say that on radio. Oh, though. sorry. Yeah. Ah, I've just said just it. A, no, no, I don't mean that. And should, should I say that? Yeah, no. Anyway. apologies to it. Sorry, yeah. apologies. Because some, some of the, some's okay. Some I don't mean okay. that. Well, what I'm saying is, this is for instance, I was in this shop yeah. and I was trying to get two avocados and the girl said on the checkout till because that was a subject um, oh you can't have them because they're out of a pack well I'm there for ages trying to till it through looking for it oh, and all yes. that so you've got all that time you spend and this is the checkout you things isn't then it? you're waiting for an assistant so you're talking 10-15 minutes where it's supposed to be a quick service is it not a quick service it's a slow service because by the time you're faffing around when mistakes happen and then you don't get your discount in certain shops I'm not going to say where so supposing something's cut price and they haven't labelled it down in the right way, but it's been signposted or da 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 da, da. you shout with someone over and an assistant. So you may as well just go to the checkout queue up and go out. That's what my theory is. Well, yeah, I don't even go And there sometimes now. you're right, you've got to check what you've paid for. <coughs> oh, you've got Excuse to check me, what you sometimes your discount stuff doesn't go through. Oh, yeah. them days are well and truly gone when I'm getting ad over. I mean, when my dad used to be doing it, he's like, oh my God. As soon as my dad died, I found myself doing it. I completely... Yeah. Started doing what he was doing. You become your dad. Yeah, it's I, magical. And you become my mum. Yeah, and me too. Me too. And a bit of my dad too. Yeah, a bit of both really. You know like I mean? said to my sister, I bought you a birthday card. That's a really expensive one. A good one. She said, do you like me, mother? Oh, yeah. I love getting called like my mum because I miss her so much. Know, Karen, do you have anything in the papers yeah, for yeah. us? Great. A much-loved dad who made an impact on the black music scene in Liverpool as a died age 88. George Dixon died on December the 18th, 2023, and was described by his family as a much-loved and devoted dad. 88 years of still singing a year before his death, became a promotion member of the black music scene in 1960s. His daughter, Natalie Dixon, told Liverpool Echo, my favourite memory of my dad is always going out to town, going down Great Charlotte Street, watching him sing and making everyone happy. With his love of music, he became a promotion member of the history of black music in the 1960s. Wow. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. All right, I'm going to play some music Do and we'll know? come back to that. No, I don't really know. Remember uh -huh. the golden ones.
that was Ben Burke, The Golden Ones, which could be referring to us, couldn't it? The Golden Ones. Yeah. So, yeah, I've come back from my travels and, and Karen was just asking me what What's Hawaii like was it? like. What's it like in Hawaii, Krista? Well, it was it was actually amazing. I went from Australia to Fiji. I was very lucky and I had like a nice holiday. It was very hot in Fiji. And I went to, lo- to Hawaii because I was going to see my niece in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it was cheaper to go from Fiji to Hawaii and then Hawaii to Los Angeles because you can get like internal flights in the States are very cheap. So I got to Hawaii and, and just the people were so beautiful and so helpful. Do they all wear grass skirts and that? Well, you know what? There's loads of Asian people there. There's not very many kind of original, you Isn't know, there? indigenous Hawaiians, but there were a few. Yeah. Big people. They're big people, aren't they? You know, yeah. but everyone in Hawaii is laid back and yeah. is very, very friendly. Yeah. I did notice a lot of homelessness. Did and you? a lot of kids who were kind of homeless oh. or, you know, dirty kids because they don't have the social security that we have, do yeah. they? And, um, but like I said, they were all very helpful. But you got like, I saw a lot of kind of crazy people as well, like talking to themselves, the pants really? falling down outside the 7 Eleven. Yeah. And I stayed in this like quite a cheap Airbnb. But the guy who ran it, he ran the whole complex. So it was like some were um, full time residents and some were Airbnbs. And every Saturday he had like a free barbecue. So I went along and it was just like, you know, there was crisps, they called them chips and burgers and stuff like that. And um, and I got some um, Budweiser beer. Oh, lovely. And I had a beer with a transgender person that I met in the flat. Yeah. A lot of transgender people, I think, over there, oh, much she? more than here. Is yeah. that? But I think America is, everything's bigger and uh, more yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, and more of it and more... There's more scams, more there's, about more, it, there's more transgender, there's more poverty, there's yeah. more wealth. It's yeah. all like bigger and more. And I, I love the American America? people. Yeah, I was in America. Yeah. Yeah, I, was in, about America. Sorry. I was in Hawaii first and I was in Los Angeles. I didn't know Hawaii was America. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was, so, you know, people were very, very interesting. Like the bus drivers were very helpful. Yeah. And I went to Pearl Harbor. I didn't know what to do. I had three days oh, in yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. So I decided to go to Pearl Harbor. Now, my phone wouldn't work there, so I walked in the wrong direction and ended up by the beach. I was, and, um, so I had a coffee and just like lay on the... And you're on your own too. It's New York, isn't it, Pearl Harbor? No, it's Hawaii. Oh, oh my yeah, God. It's where the, um, the Japanese yeah, invaded. Right. Yeah, So I Weren't went to the museum. Scared? No, no, it was daytime. So and then I got a bus <laughs> and it was the bus was like, it took ages, but I got the bus and then I got off at Pearl Harbor. I wasn't that impressed. I mean, I did learn a lot about it. It's like when World War Two was yeah. the yeah. Japanese bombed Pearl all the Harbor. boats yeah. in Pearl Harbor and and actually some of the buildings. And that's when the Americans decided to get involved it in got the war. Involved, yes. yeah. sure, I so I learned the history of that a little bit. Um, but I don't. I always, when someone says, what side are you on? I always say I'm on the side of the civilians. You know, I think war is atrocious and it's, it's the civilian people that suffer, isn't it? Yeah. You know? uh, and that was a good day and the coffee was okay, but everyone was like really friendly and they love an English accent. Oh, yeah. So I'd say, you know, you got a coffee, they go, oh, where are you from? You from England? And uh, Did this they lady, like you because you're from Liverpool? Yeah. But then some lady said, oh, I love England. We watched that program, Shetland. Oh, yeah. And I, I didn't say that's Scotland. I just said, oh, yeah. Yeah. And she goes, but we can't oh, understand yeah. what they're saying. So we put the subtitles on. Just lovely, lovely people, lovely, helpful bus drivers. So the next day, so I had that night when I was just in the flat talking to these people that were like my flatmates. And um, the kitchen was a bit grubby. It was a cheap Airbnb. I do things on the cheap. But there was a 7-Eleven just across the street where I could get a coffee and a donut. And I was in the 7-Eleven. I just fancied a cup of tea. So I was like... Um, walking around saying, haven't you got any tea here? And this gorgeous, hunky guy 
black guy came over to me and he goes, he said, oh, you're English. He goes, you know what? There's no tea here. He said, I'm going to start drinking tea. High five. <laughs> I was like, high five. So, um, so if they start drinking tea here in Hawaii, it's because of me. Um, oh, come on. Did you get any? No, they, they don't drink tea. You can't. I couldn't get any tea. They you had chamomile tea. tea. I wanted a black tea. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, Tetley or a Earl Grey. No, come on. You got a black man instead. Absolutely. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get him. Sadly, I didn't get Not him. A but he, but he, um, he kind of, yeah, came over. Although, to be honest, on my birthday yesterday, I was in the Casa Italia. I'm just switching. Yeah, I'll yeah. come back to that. Yeah, in the Casa Italia. And some guy came over and said, Is it your birthday? And so he was hitting on me. He was 91, but I've still got it. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, my birthday's on the 15th. Yeah. And I thought, are you hitting on me? Yeah. I said, I'm not 91, I'm 64. He said, I know, you don't look a day over 63. He was having a laugh, but he was yeah, flirting. Yeah. But anyway, so back to my holidays. So yeah. You paid the bill. <laughs> what? Did you pay the bill? Was no, but everyone, everyone paid for me, which was lovely. I just thanked my family for a lovely, lovely time Oh, wasn't yesterday. that nice? Yeah. Who yeah. went, everyone? Just me, my, my family. My son's away again. Where is he? He's in Argentina. I know. So what part of the family were there? Cousins. Me cousins. <laughs> oh, your cousins. Yeah. yeah, me cousins. Mark, who you know, don't you? Oh, yeah. you've met Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark yeah. and Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Was it jazz? But anyway, remember. back to Hawaii. So I'm just going to finish this little kind of thing about Hawaii. So the next day I went to um, a volcano. And it was a, it was a dead volcano. Yeah. And um, so I did, as I say, my phone doesn't work when I'm away because I haven't got mobile data. So I just kind of got a bus and I was walking to the volcano where there was a walk up it. And the guy, and there was a sign saying, you have to have pre-booked. And I was like, oh, I haven't pre-booked. So I saw this Aww. guy, he was Hawaiian. He was absolutely gorgeous. And I said, look, I haven't pre-booked because I didn't know and I have, my phone doesn't work. He said, that's okay. I'll put it on my, um, my um, what do you call that? Like mobile data when you can, hotspot. Yeah. I put it on my hotspot. So I got oh, online. He said, and it? you know, it was only about $5. But then I had, I had to take a picture of um, one of the barcodes. But my camera doesn't work on my phone. My phone oh, is rubbish. God. And he let me go for free, which was nice. What? They were all, everyone was so lovely, honestly. Yeah. I, I thought Hawaiian people, and it was hot. It was, you know, it was warm weather, were, were lovely. Los Angeles, a different kettle of fish. But I do love Los Angeles. It's got character. And I went to my favorite places, Venice Beach, Malibu, Bob Dylan's house. I always go there. And we went walking in the Hollywood Hills. Okay, we're going to play a song and then we'll come back to the papers. Hey, ladies, okay. how's that? how does that sound? Okay. Let's play um, Dumpty Dumpty Dum. What can we play? Um, what's this one? Broken Men, 1956. I hope that's a song. Let's Broken just try Men. it out. Yeah. Shame to like it a lot. Oh, 
Right. That is Broken Men. That is the name of the group, which is a brilliant name of a group, I think. Broken Men. And the song is 1956. So that was actually quite good. It was quite rocky, that, wasn't it? It was a rocky one. I enjoyed that. Okay, Claire, have you got anything for us? It's Happy Tuesday, by the way, everyone. We're back. Yeah, well... I don't know, which just subject you've been talking about when being off air. It's got society, that's the title. Um, majority still die in public cardiac arrest incidents. Um, the vast majority of people suffering a cardiac arrest in their homes or in a public place still do not survive. Recent data suggests analysts of an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest in England by the University of Warwick Clinically trials units found fewer than 1 in 12 patients, 7.8% survive to 30 days. Immediate treatments such as cardiopulmonary um, resuscitation or the use of defibrillator. These defibrillators go down the yeah. and mean people survive, but most die. Shows you didn't know that. I thought once oh, you got that, that's it. The new data for 2022, based on figures from all England's ambulance services, found ambulance services performed resuscitation on 34,407 patients in England following an out of hospital cardiac arrest. Two thirds of the cardiac arrest happened in men. It's mainly men, isn't it? Uh, around 80% occurred in people's homes and 13% in public place. Well, they were lucky in the public place, isn't it? Because uh, they've got someone to look after to help them. And the average age of a patient was 65. Oh, my goodness. That's average. So that means it's between 55 and 75, isn't it? You know what? You've just got to look after yourself. Do a bit of exercise. Don't stress. I'm yeah. a stress head sometimes. I was just people... saying to the girls, my damage is done through a, a, an infection or COVID. So apparently a lot of people have trouble with the heart after COVID. It depends. But I'm looking at I'm lucky because I haven't got heart disease and I haven't had heart attack. So the way I look at it is I'm lucky. Yeah. And I think we're all lucky. We know we wake up in the morning and say another day. Yeah. Thank you. There's another day of life. Yeah. There for it's us. true, isn't it? <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, um, I'll do something light-hearted about singers. If something yeah. light-hearted would be nice because it yeah. is Happy Tuesday. Well, yeah. They've got, sorry, but they're all sitting around. They're all standing around with gowns on. Like, it looks like cap and gowns or banners. Um, it's got Bowie Gets Paris on it. Oh, and it's got Paris. born the same day as me. Sorry, I just have to add that. Oh, it's his birthday, is it? It was yesterday. Oh, that's why. Yeah. This must be it. Yeah. Paris immortalised David Bowie yesterday by naming a street after him in the city's southeast on what would have been his 77th birthday. Yeah, well. Wow. How long has he been dead? A long time. The um, Over 10 years, I think. I think 2016, maybe he died. So it's not 10 years. It's yeah. called the Rue, which is road, isn't it? David Bowie features a concert and an, an exhibit honouring in the museum who died of cancer in 2016. Yeah. So what's that? That's so that's uh, eight years. How many years ago? Eight. eight. Yeah. Eight so he was only in his 60s, wasn't he? Yeah. 69. Um, celebrated Bowie's first Paris performance in 1965, his first outside the UK and his lasting influence on culture. The street itself 
was cr was created recently um, as part of the makeover of the neighbourhood. Ah, just a normal street. They've got a picture of it. That's nice. Isn't it that they called that road? That's a like, nice little tribute for Parisians to do, isn't it? Very nice. Absolutely. Well, he was from London, I've just got it? another story Go then. on. Go ahead, go, Karen. <laughs> a wheelchair user fined by the council despite displaying a disability tax that he finds it hard to believe this is the way to welcome foreign visitors. Peter Cox, who was born in El Abergaton in Oxfordshire, now lives in Kentucky in America, visited Liverpool with his brothers, Seeds Beatles and Merseyside Sounds attraction. However, the three-day trip calculated with his brother's car being given a park fine for using a disabled space despite him displaying his disability tag. The 78-year-old retiree who used to work in the automobile industry about emigrating to America in 1979 said he has chronic pulmonary disease and since suffering a pulmonary ebonema, anyway, on both lungs, uses a wheelchair. Oh my God! So but how come? Just, but how come they find him when he had a? Sticker? He had a, he had a special tag to say he was disabled. Oh I don't know. That was lucky. But mm. he didn't. He got fined. He got fined. There's <laughs> <laughs> something seriously lucky. wrong. Is that the what's that you want? The good news, or the bad <laughs> news. <laughs> yeah. The good news That's is he had a sticker. The bad news That's is he got terrible, fined. I wouldn't pay the fine. I'd see it in course. Sorry. Mm, okay. <coughs> Shall I play something else sings. now, or do you yeah. have, you got, have you got? I'll play another song. If you read, if you want to put a song on, but I've got another little. No, go on. Epstein go for it. Had oh, about Epstein. the Epstein. Yeah. Go do on. You want it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just the plot really thickens, and people have come up with evidence. It just gets. Well, they, they released the list. The list, didn't they? Of people, and there's some people that you wouldn't have thought are on that list. For yeah. example, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. But Anthony Kiedis, the lead singer, he's on that list. Is he? Good way. <coughs> I mean, Branson. Branson, yeah, yeah. Branson. Um, Branson Pickle. <laughs> Branson Pickle and Branson. Um, who else? Obviously, Prince Andrew. Um, yeah. Oh, we knew. But a lot. And, and yeah. some, fem Seriously? some female actresses. Female? And, stuff. Uh, and what? It was yeah. just like a sex island, wasn't it? What was actually? Well, there was underage girls and. How could other women go on that though, and, and even see that? And I don't know. It's weird. Perverts, isn't it? It's perverted people. And there's women who are pedophiles, aren't there? There are. Yeah. You, you know. know. It seems. It seems but there was, uh, I mean, some, I think Leonardo da Vin DiCaprio, sorry, Leonardo DiCaprio was on it. Was he? Yeah. Go away. On the list. Yeah. That's what I've seen in the papers. Yeah. Yeah, because he, unless he went over, he spoke <coughs> about this island, hadn't he, Richard Branson? I don't know. Did he go over to see his island and realise what was going on? It was Epstein's island, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what was you, what were you saying? Sorry, yeah, I interrupted you. That, um, a victim of Jeffrey Epstein claims sex tapes were taken of Prince Andrew former US President Bill Clinton yep. and billionaire businessman Sir Richard Branson. Uh, newly released court documents have disclosed. Sir Ran Ransom, who has some, ha who gave a victim impact statement ahead of sentencing, uh, what's her name? Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine, yeah, yeah. Ghislaine is how you say it. Maxwell for sex trafficking claimed in emails written in 2016, that three were filmed by the paedophile financer. See, the thing is, what right. I, I, I saw one of the victims and giving yeah. you know her evidence, yeah. and what yeah. she said was, like, she was about 16, 17, 16, 17, and she was told that she was going to give a massage to somebody. Now, as a massage therapist, I've done massages, you yeah. know, but not sexual. Yeah. So she was went into the room, and I think it was Epstein, was naked. 
Yeah. On the bed. She was in a room on an island, which she yeah. had to complain to. And she said she was terrified. So she said she did what he wanted her to do, which, of course, is lots of sexual things. Yeah. That, you know. And so she wasn't that young, but she was young enough to be forced into it. Yeah. You know, to be there on your own. There's yeah. a naked man I there get, yeah. saying, yeah. Can you do this to yeah. me. Yeah. And so she had to. And yeah. that was the whole thing. They were forced, weren't they? And yeah. no one should be in that situation no. to be terrified and to be away from home. And all because apparently, this is what was in the newspapers, they promised them, like, I'll get you through college. If yeah. you come to this, but you just need to do a massage. Yeah. And they didn't expect what they expected. And then, you know. It's awful, isn't it? Terrible, you know. And you don't get over things like that. A no. lot of women have been like sexually abused or, you know, raped more than you know, really. Oh, and yeah. you never get over that, really. I, know. No. Well, you know? I, I had an incident in Spain when I was younger. I This fellow invited me for coffee. And Dozy asked me, he thought he meant a cup of coffee, you know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and of course. he forced himself on me. Yeah. And I got away, but mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was naive, eighty, and yes. I was naive. Yeah, but that shouldn't. They, it shouldn't well, even occur to them. We should, as women, we should be able to. We should be able to walk not, down the street. Wrong. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, no, you'd have people saying, "Oh, you've walked here. You've asked for that. Ask for what? Yeah." We should be able to walk down the street in the most provocative clothes and be left alone. Yeah. Because it's not our problem, is it? No. It's, you know, people have to be restrained and, you know, and and treat us like human beings. So um, that's all a bit of a weird thing, isn't it? The Epstein Island. And, you know, and he, Jeffrey Epstein, he was, he committed suicide or he was murdered in a cell. And, you know, if you look at the... Uh, the all the evidence that cell right the person that shared the cell with him was taken out for that night to put to a different a different cell the cameras went down that night the people the guards were on a break yeah and he just he chose to commit suicide i don't know whether yeah. i believe that i'm not saying i don't believe it. i don't know but it just seems a little bit kind of um suspicious to yeah. say the least that's yeah. what i think anything else in that in that story Claire. Oh, it reads on, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, go on, read us some more. I just want to read on me. Yeah, she retracted these claims in, in in the New Yorker, which is an article published in the 2019, admitting that she has invited she had invited the tapes to draw attention to Epstein's behaviour and to make him believe that she had evidence that would come out of the heart off if he harmed harmed her. On behalf of Mr. Branson. A, a virgin, a virgin group spokeswoman said, "We can confirm that Sarah Ransom claims are baseline and un, unfounded." So they're saying she's a liar. I mean, they've got easy all this to money. do, aren't they? Isn't it? Yeah, it's Prince, easy to call someone a liar. And then they? Prince Andrew stepped down from public life after the uh, uh, over his friendship with Epstein and paid millions. Yeah, the Queen paid for him, didn't she? Yeah, which is our money. Exactly. But Prince Charles was on the island too, allegedly. Oh, cool. From these, yeah, the, the list is out there Where's to it, have a look at. List? It's on um, Twitter, it's on Instagram, it's on news feeds. Oh, my God. So it's a huge list. Okay, I'm going to put another song on and then we'll come back to some other news. So you and Blackman, Cherry Stone. I'm going to go. The sirens ring outside my door. I don't hear them anymore I guess you get used to the sound Desensitized to holding the ground So I sing an awful song 
about something or someone To steal a line and call my own A heart of gold, cherry stone Do you find me interesting? She said, I don't know, I'm not really sure used on LCRFM were kindly donated by Darren, your local news agent, at 97 Hope Road. The best news agent in the Hope Road area for your daily newspapers, sweets, tobacco products and a range of groceries, cleaning products and medicines. Darren's also have pay point to pay your bills. Darren's is open daily from early morning to 10.30pm. Darren's News, 97 Hope Road, serving your community. So today we've got an interview with um, an author uh, called Kay Pankhurst, who's probably best known for fantastically great women who change the world books. Kate, it's good to speak Hello. to you. Hiya, nice to speak to you as you, well. You were just saying you, you were brought up not far from the radio station in Waverley. So yeah, yeah, that's it, where um, uh, I lived um, when I was a bit younger. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I went to school, grew up in Formby, so... From Liverpool, Local connections. I like to say from Liverpool. Yeah, it's easy <laughs> yeah. to uh, easier to sort of explain to people, isn't it? We just say Liverpool. Yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah, so I live in Leeds now, but I yeah. feel like if when I come back to Liverpool, I still feel like that's coming home. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. your soul, soul places that might be called. Um, anyway, yeah, anyway yeah. yeah. So, um, how did you how did you get involved in in writing books? What was the what's the pathway from? you know, from sort of education yeah, so to writing? Yeah, was um, when I was... So I got into writing through illustrating. So, like, since I was in primary school, like, drawing was always my thing. So, like, I loved the Beano, um, 
like reading comics and books like Fungus the Bogeyman, which was um, basically like a big, you know, Fungus the Bogeyman, it was like laid out like comic strips, like a graphic novel. Um, but yeah, I just loved like how easy to read they were, how funny they were, and they inspired me um, to make my own comics when I was younger. And I think that's where it all began. That's kind of where what, what type of drawing I fell in love with. I love telling stories with pictures. Um, yeah, and I just stuck with it because I enjoyed it. I don't think I'd, I had too many ideas about like what you could do. Yeah. A job to do with drawing was all I had in my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of like stuck with it, and that kind of love of drawing just kind of led me through to doing um, illustration at university. And I got into writing my own books after I was commissioned to illustrate for other authors. So I illustrated for lots of authors and did loads of different types of children's books. And then that eventually um, brought me around to um, the fantastically great women books that so, I've been so working did, on for the past few years. Did you put your hand up to the publishers saying, I could do that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, can, I I'm think, not, you know uh, what, when I was younger, I th- this sounds like ridiculous, but I don't think I realised... Uh, obviously, I read illustrated books. I read things like the Beano, but I don't think... Because I, I didn't know anybody who did that job, I don't yeah. think I realised you know, specifically, like, what I could do with yeah. my art skills and, like, where, where that would leave. But when I went away to uni to study illustration, uh, one of my tutors was a children's book illustrator. Um, so she was like, you know, your work's a perfect fit. You should, like, pursue doing that. Uh, and my foot in the door came from entering a competition while I was at uni that was run by a publisher uh, to illustrate an idea for a picture book. Um, so I did this book, it was about cats who don't like dogs and dogs who don't like cats. <laughs> and I came second in that competition, but I got like my first publishing contract with, through that competition, really. Which I think things like competitions are a really good yeah. foot in the door. Especially because like, um, this was like 20 years ago, so it was all very like London-based. You had to like go down there to show your portfolio. Uh, yes, it was my, fir- my first... like in the door and then that's led to the gradually building up to it being my full-time job so what's what's the the sort of um i'm gonna say trick there but it's the wrong thing really because people imagine children's books to be easy especially the ones for you know for smaller kids where you just got a couple of words on the on the page and everything and it's like oh i could do that you know sort of i know i think this is a common misconception yeah (laughs) because i think even like the most simple like seemingly simple children's books it involves like so much craft and cleverness to kind of just get a really wonderful story summed up in only a few words like sometimes with simple illustrations um so yeah i don't think i think a lot of people say like oh would you would you like to write a book for adults now (laughs) i'm like no it's not a profession like you know that is my thing is writing for children and it's sort of i think um yeah, that kind of... And then also, we don't give... Um, I think a lot of the times people think, oh, it's for children, so it's going to be simple. Yeah. But, like, they're not an easy audience. You can, like, underestimate... Um, you think, oh, that'll really make them... You know, the children will find that funny. And then you say it in an assembly in front of 200 kids and stare at you like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you've got to know your audience yeah. and remember a little bit what it was like. So what? what so how did the, um, the fantastically... Um... Fantastic. I'll just call it fantastically rather than reading it out. Fantastically yeah. great book stars. Uh, they started um, through a conversation. I'd done like a doodle of um, 
a character that are based on Amelia Earhart, who yeah. was the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. I used her as inspiration for a fictional character for a book I was working on. So I kind of got to know Amelia Earhart a little bit. I was like, gosh, she's really intriguing, isn't she? That she's kind of... Um, just like visually to look at in a radiator jacket and then she did this incredible thing at a time where women shouldn't have been going off having adventures that's what everybody thought um, and that a conversation with somebody else actually prompted me to think about well hang on a minute you've done um, some doodles of Amelia Earhart but you're a pankhurst yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think because I didn't mm. know when I was younger yeah. Um, it was lost in the midst of time that my family is distantly connected to Emmeline Pankhurst, the suffragettes family. Um, and I found out in my 20s, my auntie, who lived in Liverpool, uh, did some research into our family tree and she found a connection back to um, Emmeline Pankhurst. So I think it took me a lot of books until I was a bit older to sort of put the bits of the jigsaw together and be yeah. like, oh, hang on a minute, like, Emmeline's story would be perfect to tell. And I think often if you've got an idea for a book, the best ones are when you have, you know, things that you've got a connection to yeah, that you yeah. want to tell the story about. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how it came about, really. And I started exploring, like, ideas for, like, oh, what would Emmeline's page in the book look like? It'd be an Edward paper, and we'll tell the story of what she did with the suffragettes for a younger audience. Uh, and then Amelia Earhart's page ended up being a map with her flying, like charting the course of her journey across the Atlantic Ocean and talking a bit like about what it was like in the past for women and why it's so incredible that they achieved what they did. Yeah, brilliant. So when you got when you got that idea sort of worked out, did you go to a publisher and say, this is, you know... Yeah, yeah, yes, I worked it out with a lot of illustrators and writers will have an agent, so it was the agent that I discussed the idea with. They, um, I, I kind of did a sample spread, Amelia Earhart's page from the book, with the text on it, like just to give a flavour of what the whole book would be, uh, and the book cover. So to begin with, it was called "Fantabulously Great Women yeah, Who Changed yeah. the World," <laughs> and then it, the publisher asked, "Could I change it to Fantastically Great Women?" But a lot of um, book projects go to if you've got an idea or a proposal, you can send it straight to. A publisher but there's a really big children's book fair in italy called the bologna children's book fair like a really great place to like if you can get there show your folders to loads of different publishers because they're all there trying to sort of share book projects with each other um so yeah it's the project uh was seen by bloomsbury who published it at bologna the bologna book fair my agent showed it to, to them and yeah the rest is history really they picked it up and then there's been four picture books uh, there will be three chapter books in the series as well, so it's like taken me on a journey that I never expected yeah. over the past few years. Oh, and there's now a musical as well, yeah, so, <laughs> a musical version of Fantastically Great Women. So how did how did the musical come about? Because it's sort of you know it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a bit of a leap, really, isn't it? You know, did did you think, oh, let's have a musical, or did someone say? You know. Yeah, no, I think like never in my wildest dreams yeah. did I have thought, oh, this will be adapted for the stage. Because <laughs> when I did the book, I was very much kind of like working on my own. It's just like brilliant, really want to tell these stories. I think it's an important book to make. Um, but yeah, I never imagined that so many people would read it. And I never imagined um, that I'd get contacted by uh, the producer who've made the, uh, the theatre show uh, to say that, like, oh, we've seen your picture book. We've got some ideas about kind of giving those messages about um, 
women in history and empowerment and finding your place in the world. Uh, we've got some ideas about how to adapt that for the stage. Uh, so that I kind of, they put together a team, a really amazing all-female team of um, like a director Amy Hodge, uh, Miranda Cooper wrote the music, the songs for the show. Uh, she's written songs for Girls Aloud, so they're like really amazing, catchy pop songs that will stick in your head. <laughs> um, and Chris Bush was uh, wrote the the words as well, wrote the wrote the script. Um, yeah. So and then they, I spoke to Amy Hodge, the director, in detail about what was important to me about the book, like what messages I wanted wanted to get across. Um, and they then took that away and worked their magic with it because you know they're in the theatre world. They know how that works best. Yeah. Um, yes, it was great to be part of the process and watch kind of how these things are put together, uh, which is a massive learning curve for me because um, I work in children's books, so it's it's different to the theatre. Uh, but yeah, they've like uh, Amy um, Hodge when I spoke to her, she was talking about what was the most important messages I wanted readers to get from the book. Uh, so I, took, I spoke to her about how at the end of the book, there's a page called The Gallery of Greatness. Uh, so rather than have the whole book be about um, other women from history, it is about that, and we can learn about these women from history and how they achieved what they did and how they made the most of their talents. In The Gallery of Greatness, uh, the, the great women from history give a bit of advice back to readers. Um, so things like Amelia Earhart says, like, uh, make life an adventure, uh, I think Emmeline Pankhurst said something like, stand up for what you believe. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted kind of young readers to kind of see a bit of themselves and be able to, you know, take away a bit of inspiration to use in their own lives to, to change the world a bit themselves. I suppose... Uh, I think that's sorry. really translated into the play. I suppose if, when you're going from, like, as you say, working on your own, you know, in your studio, writing and drawing, to a, to a, something that's... Obviously, it's got to be collaborative, hasn't it, doing stage work? Uh, was there a yeah. bit of was there a bit of like, ooh, ooh, you know this is <laughs> this is my this is my baby you know, uh, yeah. What Unfortunately, yeah. I've like really loved absolutely everything yeah. they've done with it. <laughs> and you know, the first time I saw the musical, I was like, wow, it's like if I could have imagined in my wildest dreams what yeah. this would be like. This is this is it. This is great. Um, yeah, but, and then the way the theatre... Like, I work with um, an editor and a designer at the publisher, so I'm quite used to... I'll put an idea out there, and it might not be the final idea that ends up in the book. Like, you do have to sort of, like, let go of things that you thought were great because they don't quite work um, in that particular book. Um, yeah, and then I think the things that have changed for the stage show, I can see why they've done it that way like yeah. it just works but it's a it's a different form of storytelling yeah, it's a different medium isn't um, it yeah yeah so it's different to, from the book but um it you know it, it was really interesting to sort of like watch how that's all put together yeah as long as you're happy at the end of it i suppose yeah <laughs> <laughs> you get the rubber stamp yeah. uh, no, well let's just talk it was on in liverpool wasn't it is it earlier this year or last year i can't remember which one it was now was it this year 2021 and then beginning of 2022. Yeah, it was on in Liverpool, March, yeah. which was great to come back the playhouse. and see it with all my family while it was on there. Yeah, so what, what, a poster outside the playhouse. I remember <laughs> seeing it. I was going past them. Oh, no, that is. Um, I'm, I'm quite ignorant, so I'll just <laughs> just let you into the secrets. Uh, it's um, <laughs> it's 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 not it's not aimed specifically at kids, is it? It's it's a family it's a family show, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's, um, 
um, it's definitely it's been made with a younger audience yeah. in mind. So it's made by the same theatre company that made the musical Six, which is about the six wives. Oh of yeah, Henry yeah, Kane. yeah. Um, and it's been described as um, I think the quote was Six's little sister. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like with a younger audience in mind. But yeah. uh, you know, I've been to see it, and there's been like groups of women there together. Uh, people have gone with their partners. Um, you know, taking their sons and daughters to see it. So I, th- I think it has got you know, a really nice wide wide appeal. Like, I think whoever you are, you're going to go and see it and take something from it, definitely. So Sit they... a little taller in your seat and yeah, like, well, yes, I, I think, can take on the world. I think you've got to do something that everyone does want to go and see. And I think there's no harm in sort of, like... It's like a lot of, like, you know, the, the, the sort of CGI animated films you have at the moment. There's always a sort of a... There's a an obvious plot, and then there's a bit where there's you know there's things for adults to get you know a chuckle oh, at. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It kind of works on lots of levels, yeah. doesn't it? And really good storytelling, I think, does do that, doesn't it's, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So the nearest it's coming to sunny Liverpool, sunny Kensington, is Salford Keys. I think it's in. It's from the fifth of December to the seventh of the first, so it's seventh of January. Yeah. So it, it's it's. It's filling the, the Christmas void with something yeah. other than he's behind you. You know, it's 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 if you want to not take your kids to see a panto, but see something that's that's probably going to be more informative and educational, and maybe a little bit more entertaining as well. And original. Yeah, yeah. I thing. think it's um, it's great that because it was on in Salford. Um, when it did the run, when it was on in Liverpool as well, and it's all the dates sold out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's on for, like, a longer amount of time, so you've got more chance to see it. And, yeah, I'm definitely going to be going to see it <laughs> at various intervals over the Christmas period with different friends and family members. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's, like, coming together and doing something as a family yeah. over Christmas. Like, the theatre is a really popular option, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's just great. It's been given that chance to shine all over Christmas <laughs> in Salford. Case, I've got to say, um, what's next? <laughs> Have you got any, anything in the pipeline? <laughs> yeah, where'd you go? Yeah, yeah. You, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, the fantastically great women books—they're they're carrying on. So I've got a new, um, fantastically great women sports stars is out next year. So that's yeah. like, yeah, women in sport. So featuring kind of female footballers that have done amazing things and. Um, pioneers of women's sport and then uh, I've got a new pitch book series that I've been working on so I've got one book that's just been published called We're All Astronauts and that was inspired a little bit by somebody I found out about while I was researching the great women books and her name was Wally Funk so she was a, an astronaut a trainee astronaut in the 1960s yeah. and she was part of a group of women called the Mercury 13 right. um, and they got told that they did all their astronaut training and then were told that space was no place for women and of course girls couldn't go into space uh, so they had their mission scrapped but Wally Funk never gave up trying to get into space and she became the oldest woman to go to space she went in to, yeah. 2021 yeah. Uh, so she inspires the granny character that's in that book and there's a little girl who wants to be an astronaut um, and her granny takes her on a journey learning everything you need to know about space and there's lots of stories about women who've helped get humans into space and kind of done the science behind the rockets the yeah. uh the apollo 13 missions and things like that uh yeah so carrying on in a similar theme but like a different a different feel to this book sounds brilliant book. yeah can't wait <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got granddaughters <laughs> i've got granddaughter i've got a granddaughter who's eight who's 
who's as clever as a whip, really, you know, and, and so yeah. it's, a, it's the type of book she'd, she'd consume with, with glee, yeah, really. Yeah, there's, like, loads of spacey facts in that one as well. Yeah. Oh, and that, I should say as well, that was also inspired by um, the planetarium at Liverpool Museum, which I used to go to with my dad when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I used to go there into the Walker Art Gallery. Um, but, yeah, the planetarium really captured my imagination. So I've wanted to do a book about space for ages, so it's nice to I finally fulfilled my space dreams <laughs> with that book. Case, it's been great talking to you today. We're going to use this in two places. We have a... We have a um, uh, and a, 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 a book club called the Reading Room. So, and we always have an author yeah. in that and interview with an author. But we'll also play it out in our lunchtime program in the next couple of days. So, oh, fantastic! So, Thank so, you for that. So oh, brilliant! Cool. It's really good to chat to you. Thanks for. Right. When are you going to do a book about you? Because you're fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's a book about me. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but um, yeah, but uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, no. It's um, it's good to be like exploring all these things in um, in my books. Okay, Case, lovely talking to you yeah. today. No and, uh, worries, nice to speak to you as well. Okay, Thank you. bye bye, Case. Bye bye. I've never known this stupid shoe, and I didn't really know what I'm supposed to do. So I left you alone for like a month or two. Cause honestly, what's a girl to do? So I get caught in the middle of the situation. But you know that I'm being brazen Play dumb Cause you know that I'll be hesitating Put the blame on me I don't know about
Well, there you go. That was Daisy Hill. Daisy Gill, sorry. Yeah, she's gorgeous, isn't she? I love her. I love her voice. I love her songs. Um, Before that, you heard an interview by Steve with Kate Pankhurst. So that was like really interesting too. Um, the reading room is going to come back. We hopefully on the nineteenth. The book that we've been reading was is Jekyll and Hyde. So um, it's been a while. Hopefully we can remember it. So that's hopefully going to come back quite soon. Which I host the reading room. Karen, what are you doing at the weekend? Anything special? Uh, I might be seeing going out with a friend Friday night just to the local pub, the Lister. Uh, Saturday, I don't know, and Sunday, I'm I'm not sure really at the moment. So, what are you doing, Krista? But, but just back to you. So, the Lister is on Lister Road, isn't it? Is is that like a local pub? Yeah. Do they have entertainment bands uh, and things? Or well, they have the customers that are entertainment. They're always off the heads, drunk and enjoying themselves. And I just like to people watch, you know. I like to people watch yeah. too. Do they have like a jukebox music? In oh there? yeah, they have yeah. a jukebox on, and they have all the old songs, you know. Nice, yeah, yeah. I like I, I like old pubs like that. Yeah, yeah. I do. This weekend, I'm thinking of taking the van, my old girl, the van which has heating, and maybe staying in Landudno for the night, Lovely. just to get out of Liverpool for a night and get a bit of countryside. Um, I'm thinking of doing that because I've got no plans, so I thought I might as well do that till I get busy doing things um yeah sleeping in the countryside maybe this weekend we shall see all right let's play some more songs we're gonna play um we're gonna play um what haven't we played okay jenny colquitt no one loves you like me let's see what that one's all about
lovely that's a nice little way to end our happy tuesday program um come back next week hey and um have another listen so i hope you've enjoyed the show happy new year again and um it's goodbye from me bye from me and see you soon see you soon bye my heart is broken
I'll do 